Hey, Peter. Hey. What is hip? Um, I'm not sure, but you know what two hips make? What? Oh, you don't know that joke? No. An ass. You really don't know that joke? No. Oh, God. Dude. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to You'll Hear It. Uh, a podcast about listening and how to play music better. I thought you were going to trip up on I, that I was one. going to. I didn't have it in <laughs> I really front of thought. We're only on day two, man. Come on. Day two of our new tagline. Let us know it's what you so think. It's so catchy. About, yeah, it's a podcast about listening and how to play better. And now some of you play maybe- Play music better? Play music better? Play music better. Right. Now some of you might be wondering, why are we not saying play jazz better? And should we talk about that a little bit or just sort of sublimate that and, and, and hide from it? No, we, like don't have to, we don't have to hide from it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, we, we, we're moving a little, f- a bit away from the name jazz right, right. now. And from, and from the idea that we're just a jazz podcast. Although we are certainly musicians who've played tons of jazz. Yeah, it's our first love. We get a lot of questions not about jazz. Exactly. And we want to be able to like entertain the idea that we could uh, have more to say on music in general. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think most of our listeners we're finding... Um, are like us in that they appreciate and listen and are playing just great music. Now, jazz is th- this style is certainly the big part of that, but music is such a big world. I mean, we talk about classical music, and we don't even want to restrict it there. Just kind of quality music Agreed. without being too elitist. I guess when you say quality music, that makes you an elitist, doesn't it? But I want to learn. I mean, I want to d- dive into like you know bluegrass and different things. I don't know as much about. We don't normally do that because we want to bring some level of expertise. But I think the umbrella of music and especially improvisation, if if nothing yeah. else, like that, and obviously piano. We talk a lot about piano because we're first and foremost pianists. But you're a multi, a bona fide multi instrumentalist, professional multi instrumentalist. I'm a very amateur multi instrumentalist. But we do bring that kind of uh, I think vision to to music and what we talk about. Um, even though, you know, keyboards being our primary thing. For sure. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we're just kind of broadening our scope. Here. That's right. Right. AKA selling out. <laughs> <laughs> we got a speak pipe uh, yep. from our last round when it was open. It is yep. now closed. Uh, this is from John. Hey, Peter and Adam. This is John from California. Um, just had a question about what is it that makes voicings hip? You know, I always hear you guys or other people talking about hip voicings or cool sounding voicings. Um, There usually seems to be a consensus about which voicings are hip versus which voicings are not. And, you know, usually I kind of agree, but sometimes I hear voicings um, that other people say are not good or cool voicings, but they sound okay to me. So I just want to know from your opinion, um, is there anything, any quality that makes certain voicings better than others, or is it all about the context? So thank you very much. Appreciate the podcast and talk to you later. So great question, John. Yes. And, you know, like anything, uh, I think that we would talk about on this podcast, context always matters Mm -hmm. for sure. But I do think that there are just, there are like voicings that just sound better than others objectively um, because of how music works. Uh, Now, what makes a voicing hip? That is more subjective and depends on, you know, your expectations and how good the musician is at setting you up for comfort and then having a little novelty in there. We've talked about that before. That's with anything, though. Yeah. You know. I think it's pretty easy. Actually, I see it as even simpler than that. 
talk about what makes a did I go into hot no no well I would say you know what makes a voicing hip so you've got um, that is you know back in the day that was a hip voicing <laughs> that was that one too we're, we're, we went about seven years past 1600 <laughs> with that one uh, no I would say that this is how you can delineate between or, or just judge between good and bad voicings if it sounds really hip it's a great voicing. That's if it right. sounds corny, yeah. it's a bad voice. Does it sound good? Class to you? dismissed. <laughs> I've had. I've. I don't know about you. I've come back around on voicings. Yeah. You know, like there was a time where I thought this voicing was not hip. Ooh, that's the old one-two chord. The old two chord. But then I learned how to play it and yeah. how to deal with it, and now I think it sounds hip as hell. You know. So I think there the con that that's where the context to me really. I know we're we're probably thinking context meaning like what are you playing before and after it, and we're big proponents of that. Or where are you playing it too? You know, if you're at a Methodist church in Minnesota on a Sunday morning Look on out. a cold Sunday Look in winter, out-ism. you better not. Well, no, but are you going to be pulling out a sharp nine, sharp eleven voicing? You know, you know what I'm saying. That's dark, man. You might you might be ended up in in, in a in a, a basement prison in Minneapolis. You put pull that bad boy out. No, but it's so there's that context. But I I think the context of who's playing it and how they're playing it. For so sure. you started with those triads. We always joke about, you know, Keith Jarrett can make double a double triads. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keith Jarrett can make a double triad hip. Right? Cuz he plays it so well. Now I don't know if he can make it hip on the key station. I don't know if anybody could. <laughs> you're doing pretty good on that. No, triads are I think can be super hip. Anything you're right, anything can be hip is how you play it, right? Yeah. We talked about yesterday about phrasing and how that's all about how you play it. And I think it's like that with any element of music, especially like that with voicings. You know, we talk about how context matters. Like if you're doing a bunch of like and then I pull out a double <laughs> yeah, it's like in the right spot, I exactly. could be like, whoa. Right. It could like legitimately cause stank face. Oh, I thought if, you meant it was not appropriate. No, oh, no, that's no. interesting. No, I mean, but it, like, say you're, you know, yeah, 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 and everybody's like smoking, and then all of a sudden you come out with like. Uh, I don't know about that. I can Maybe. make it work. I okay. can make it work. All right. <laughs> no, any, anything, yeah, anything can work. I think that's the context. Like, there's no absolutely wrong. Now, I think there are weaker voicings, and sometimes they're based upon. You know, pretty well established sound principles, depending sure. on the instrument and that kind of thing. No, I did and, a double triad for a reason because yeah. it's hard to make those sound good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so any, and I mean, really doubling, like if we're looking on, on a static vertical place, which you know we normally don't do that, but I agree, certain voices are just great on their own. Yeah, they only get better if you resolve them or develop them in another way. But you can take some snapshots in time that are just extraordinary. Yep, and and um, you know, like, like if you play like this, the the, the typical okay. okay. I mean, you look I, like you want to play. I, I, like I don't want, want to play this thing, but no. So if you talk about this is your standard, what I call fourth voicing. Is that is that correct? All fours with the with the yes. augmented fourth on the bottom. Yep. I mean, that's a nice. It's overplayed because it sounds good, but that's just a great sort of vertical. That was voicing. one that you didn't want to play for a while, right? I didn't. I shied away from it because it seems so standard. This is, and the, then I mastered it. So that one. Yeah. Do you like that? I do like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll play that. Yeah. Oh, so you had to try to hip it up there. I well, see, see, but you I can hip anything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a context thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, placed at the right context, any voicing theoretically can be. It gets harder when you get a lot of doubling going on, I find. You want to avoid. I, I, it I weakens. Agree. It can weaken it. In, until you become, like, kind of expert level on it. Yeah. You need to stay away from doubling. You yeah. know, so I've talked about the system that I developed a couple of years ago. 
uh, for any note on top of any kind of chord quality that has no doubling. And right. that was an important step for me in my growth as a pianist uh, to be able to comp uh, any any melodic way I want to without any doubling. I, I could never get away from the doubling. And so I would be trying to like, comp a melody yeah. on top yep. behind someone, and then I would hit something that would be, you know, like a doubling thing. And I would just lose an overtone. Right. You know what I mean? You'd like you'd have anti-stink face. I would just it would just really <laughs> stink face destroy me. So yeah. really, that's, try to, that's your drop four voicing concept, right? Or is that something else? Oh my gosh! Sorry. No. Okay. <laughs> no. So it, you know, John, if you really want to get some solid hip voicings that you, you know are like at least going to be good, right? If not hip, yeah. every time, really try to find these fourth voicings, these non-doubled two-handed voicings. Another go-to for me, if I want to sound hip, quote-unquote, and yeah. this is just of our generation, <laughs> You seem probably. so excited about sounding quote-unquote hip. Yeah, I just, feel, I just feel so not hip by saying this. <laughs> uh, but I think just for even our generation of pianists and musicians... Okay, uh, boomer. Uh, <laughs> any kind of cluster will always kind of... Yeah, yeah. You know, cluster on the bottom, cluster Now, define the cluster, what you're saying, just so because I know that uh, I'm a little misunderstood on what that means. I know what it sounds like. But is there what so would you call cluster? It, I, you know, cluster in a voicing uh, is is could be in any kind of voicing, but it's really just either a half step, sometimes a whole step, depending right. on how you use it. Um, but these three note clusters, especially where you have a cluster of a of a second, either minor or major, yeah, and then you can do thirds or fourths or fifths above that yep. that cluster, and you can just move those around. And we're almost always rootless on those, right? Yeah, there's not. Yeah, I mean, maybe you could even do a root, but it doesn't really matter. They're yep. kind of more like just a, a color than, yeah. you know. But these kind of cluster voicings. I mean, have Herbie Hancock and Chick Corea done more for the cluster voicing than well, anybody? Yeah, probably. that's what I was saying. It's like yeah. our generation of pianists love yep. these because of Herbie and Chick or yep. whatever. So they might even be a little dated. Yeah. Uh, maybe like now the main thing is double triads. You know what? This sorry. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I diverge only slightly. Could you imagine someone going to like a Chick Corea or Herbie Hancock gig? And being like, hey, Boomer, I'd love uh, to see that. I would be great. I will slap that kid in their face. By the way, it's that. not, hey, Boomer. It's, oh, it's okay, it's Boomer. Okay. <laughs> okay, Boomer. Yeah, see, <laughs> I will slap you gotta them You got to come hard. up with some kind of Gen X one. Like, okay, like, Gen X. Whatever or, Gen X. <laughs> right, right. You know. Wait, that's me, isn't it? Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. Whatever Gen X. <laughs> so, um, Get in the game, Gen X. <laughs> It's time you're up to bat. You're up you're, to bat. You're eight years past being up to bat. Everybody talks about boomers and millennials. Where you been? That's hey, just what hey, it is. Save it for the B side. Where you been, Gen X? Okay, save it for the B side. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay. So that's kind of quality context. I think that uh, shows the way, how they're related. Complexity, I don't think equals hipness at all. No. Like you don't don't think you have to have you know flat nine sharp eleven on every voicing and that no. makes it hip. That's not exact. That's not at all. Uh, and I case. think when it, when you get into the more complex voicings, be it more well, first of all, a lot of very complex sounding voicings don't have as many notes as most people think. Agreed. Because there's a, you know really good quality in general. There's so many exceptions when you get into voicings. Lots of exceptions, even like with doubling notes, because sometimes that can work great. I mean, you talk about. Um, you know, block chord voicings, you know, within the, you can have some doubling in there and it can sound beautiful. But the, the, the complicated voicings that, um, you know, the context of how you play becomes, I think, even more important. Agreed. Because you're, you're, especially if it's like a dominant chord complex voicing like you just hit, yep. you're going to have a lot of tension there. So if, if it's a time that it needs it, a lot of tension, it's going to be great, you know. That's true, but it doesn't necessarily automatically make no. it. One of my favorite voicings is this. Um, I like that. And I consider this like an F add two over A. 
Mm. Right? But it works in great context going from... Right. Now, now you're going into a church that's not in Minnesota. It's a different neighborhood. But isn't that... That's yeah. wonderful, right? It that's is such wonderful. a hip yeah. movement. Well, that's a, a true example of context because if you sat on that first... Like, that's the thing about triads. It sounds fine on its own. It's yeah, great. it's almost like when you have straight triads... They can work so great because there's nothing stronger in kind of Western tonality than a triad, right? Yeah. Um, Especially after all this. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like the opposite. If you think about like, you know, Bach might go into some some very complex, for the time, certainly um, harmonic area, and then you finish on a triad. Right. It's a sort of a typical way. Now, it may not be this expected triad, but you finish there. Whereas in this kind of playing, in like more, you know, modern contemporary music, you can start on a triad and then start to move away from it. And maybe you come back or not, but it's almost like you hark, you, you, like that second chord you did made the triad hip, even though it happened afterwards. Right. Um, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That B flat triad now. Yep. That's, that's the contextual aspect yeah. of any kind of... And that's why I still believe that, like, it's very hard to isolate any of these. That's why I was come back to, like, voicings, chords, voice, le voice leading. So important, like, like thinking about this music horizontally as opposed to vertically. You're, when you get into chords, it's always going to benefit you, for sure. So true. Yeah. Cool. Um, I was just throwing one last little thing, and that is uh, for pianists, especially maybe not on the key station, but on a real piano, uh, voicing of the voicing. Yeah. So that's a huge thing, especially Ooh, if you're going to get these two. That's going to be hard. When we get in the other room, though, oh, man, we're going to be voicing. We're going to be dopio voicing. See, can you hear this G? Flying V. So I'm trying to bring out the G, right? Yeah, yeah. It's easy because I'm... And so by voicing, what I mean is, um, you know, bringing out certain notes, as, as Adam's demonstrating here. And that's that can be the difference between the success or failure of a voicing. So it's not always what you see on paper. That's a good voicing. That's a bad... How are you going to play it, you know? Nice, man. You're taking us to church. To church. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Church indeed. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, John, for the question. Yes, sir. Thanks, uh, John, in California. Hope you're warm out there. Yeah, it's not warm <laughs> here. Uh, we're going to finish it up in the pod cave here and then move to our new digs. So. Yeah, this is one of our last episodes here. I know. It's going to be we're so hitting much the, better. We're hitting the home stretch. We're looking forward to it. And until then, you'll hear it.